0: Hello and welcome to the pop shit. I saw like a bee in the corner and I was like... Oh. It's on the outside of my window. That the, should that be the, the name the of our side.
1: show? Should that Because that's kind of what it also is.
0: Honestly, full transparency. It because was you're like, allergic
1: to bees, right?
0: No, it was like, a, it was like a hornet. Like probably a, hornet a cicada in killer. Your,
1: in your multi-floor office On the complex. outside.
0: On the outside. Oh, it's not so even part in of it, the room. No, it was just in the corner. But so part t- of it was like... Um, you know, hornet close, but then like fifty-one percent of it was like, damn, they're gonna make fun of me now because I got like a hornet and they got gnats. That's what it really was. That was just pure vanity, right there. That was pure vanity. Okay, okay, okay. Well sorry. Done. Uh, let's try this again. <clears throat> okay. All right, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to episode number 512 of the podcast. I'm your host, Knox McCoy.
1: And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden.
0: The podcast is a show dedicated to the life of ADC and we're committed to educating you on things entertained do not matter.
1: To find out more about these redundant pursuits, check us out at noxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast and we're on Twitter at podcastpod. But uh, but Thanks. only for 600 tweets, so only only 600.
0: Yeah, limited. It's capped. Limited. So make sure you get there. Uh, thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking pop culture redundancies.
1: But before we do that, you guys, July is a magical month. It's Knox's wedding anniversary. It's mm-hmm. the birthdays of our staffers, Emily and Madison, as well as America, even though she's she's a situation right now. It's also Lisa Kudrow's birthday. And Lisa Kudrow, who played Phoebe on Friends, turned 60 this month. I don't 60. Like that. I bet that makes some people feel some kind of way. No matter, July isn't the podcast birthday, but. It is only one short month away from now, and we are celebrating 10 years of this delightful idiocy since that is a very special birthday. We have a fun, time-sensitive birthday present you can buy for yourself, which is merch. We have an exclusive 10 years t-shirt, an embroidered sweatshirt, and an enamel pin and sticker pack that will only be for presale through this Friday, July 7th. And then that's it. It's immediately upon us. So take a gander at these dope creations at noxandjamie.com slash live. Also, if you're a Bfots, there's a 20% off coupon waiting for you in Patreon. So if you want to, if you're not a Bfots and you want to get that coupon, you can join today. So again, head to noxandjamie.com slash live or the link in the show notes and snag your 10 years of the podcast merch.
0: All right, Jamie. We are going to talk pop culture uh, redundancies. Before we do that, though, I just want to I want to check in with you, which yes. is really a way of checking with me right. and see how you're doing after uh, coming to terms with what Indy posted for the episode art last week. Um, how long until you realized that that was AI and that was not real life?
1: Listen, well, I knew it immediately because I was there when the picture was take, taken, and sure. I re- and I don't own that dress. And right. so, how long did yeah. it take you to figure out that it was AI?
0: Listen, a lot a of things happened. And I don't remember them. I just <laughs> I remember looking and being like, number one, why would I wear that? Number two, why would Ashley let me wear that? Number three, wear my hands? Well, that's normal. My hands are always weird. There was just a lot happening in that picture. You Listen, know? you
1: talk a lot about how great AI is, but I will tell you the AI struggles are in the hands every time. My hands look like I'm hiding snacks underneath a dress <laughs> that has no liner, but I have yet no areolas. It's very weird. And then your hands are like kind of squished in a pocket, but like one hand has like seven fingers, which yeah. if that's your deal, that's fine. God, may, God don't make no junk, but still...
0: Again, I maintain the, the hands in that picture is the most realistic portrayal of my hands in a picture that I've ever seen before in my life. I just, I want to know, and I want to ask, um, when will people get to see the Snyder cut of the pictures that really went off the rails? Oh, they're, like they're already up, they're already in- up right now. Great, yes. great.
1: Yes, so wonderful. if you go to our Instagram, you can see the ones that Indy did not pick, which are very strange, because weirdly, at one point... Knox and I platonically adopted a child that looks like yeah. Jacob Tremblay. I don't yeah. understand it. <laughs>
0: it's a lot so I don't know if that's if I'm a redundancy if that's a redundancy if that even relates to what we're talking about but I just wanted to get on the record um about that uh for the this week's episode Yes. well so in terms of redundancy why are we talking about this we always try to uh create some context behind our conversations uh and we thought this was a great opportunity to talk about redundancies because uh specifically right now you know we're, we're always kind of in a period of redundant art in terms of ip and and like reboots but I think particularly right now we're in an era of of consolidation in terms of streamers, in terms of media companies, uh, in terms of the writer strike. That is an uh, example of people who are not, uh, feeling great about being redundant versus, um, you know, another group that wants to make them redundant and even podcasting. I think, uh, Uh, Podcasting tried to become redundant, but it's kind of been uh, flexed out a little bit. I think it's probably the medium's a little too uh, unformalized to consolidate yet. But it felt like this is a great moment to kind of have a more – a larger conversation about redundancy.
1: No, because I think especially even as summer movies, we're thinking about did we need another Avatar? Did we need another Indiana Jones, another Transformers, another Enchanted? I mean like it's a year where a lot of those movies have not performed as well as anticipated because it's like – no, we want something new. We don't want yeah. these redundancies all of the time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, this doesn't motivate me to uh, to get out of the house. And I think, you know, um, uh, when I was trying to think about this, I was trying to wrap my head around, is, is it possible that simultaneously this is like the most redundant time in pop culture, but also the most robust time of pop culture? Because like, I don't know what you would say to this, but when I look at TV, books, movies, uh, stuff like that, it doesn't really feel like as much uh, everything's redundant as much as there's too much. Like I don't have enough time to deal with all of this content happening right now. No, Would you agree is, with
1: that? No, hundred percent, particularly like in the world of books, like it feels like every week it's like, did you want to read this, this generational trauma? Yeah. Or this generational trauma set in Utah? Or this generational trauma set on a fictional island in the Pacific? Like, yeah. which generational trauma? Or do you want dragons? Or do you want dragons that have sex? Or do you want dragon riders who have sex? Or do you want dragon riders who have sex, who have sex with their dragons?
0: Like I, listen, you- All of it. And and that's not even, like, the news. Like, I, I was just, we did, I don't know what we recorded last week, but y'all were talking about workers and yachts. You no, no, don't... no, no. Like it was a uh, different piece of content. Like oh, sorry, it, sorry, I don't sorry. Know Bible binge or Patreon or whatever, but y'all were talking about orcas and yachts. Yeah. And I was like, I participated because I was like, yes, totally. I understand this conversation I know you did completely. act like
1: you knew what we were talking about,
0: but I had no idea what was going on. And now I've educated myself a little bit and that's just like another piece of content I have to learn about. So it's weird because I feel like it, it, it is simultaneously super redundant. Um, but also there's so much happening. So hopefully, uh, you know, in this conversation, we can parse through a little bit what we're talking about, um, in terms of, we're going to throw the word redundant around a lot. We'll, we'll define it here uh, just to help people, uh, have a, have a better lens of understanding in this episode, you know, uh, a different type of episode we've done is uh, uh stolen lunch money. And I think if, if we don't thread the needle, maybe it can get confusing on the difference between redundancy and stolen lunch money to understand that stolen lunch money means uh, that there is a need for this type of thing, role, service actor, whatever you want to say. Um, but who or what we traditionally associate it, uh, associate with it has shifted. Okay. Like it's the Chris primacy. Maybe it's Chris Evans and then it shifts to Chris Hemsworth. And then um, maybe it like shifts to Chris um, like, cena probably wouldn't, <gasps> but who knows? Maybe, oh, maybe could mm-hmm. now in terms of pop culture redundancy, it's different because it implies a need for a type of thing role service actor etc but now it's just not needed anymore nothing shifts It's just not needed in the larger conversation. Does that make sense when you hear that?
1: It does. Because we've done this episode before a couple of years ago. And one of the things that you presented was the Isla Fisher, Bryce Dallas Howard, Amy Adams, Jessica Chastain. That's right. And you were like, we don't need them. We just need one of them. Yeah. And so we got rid of all of them. And then you created, you were like, we just need this actor now. And you created an amalgam of those four women. What was her name?
0: I'm trying to remember. It was three options. I don't remember which one we chose, but it was Jesla Dallas Adams. Right. Uh, Brysica Fishdums. Right. Or Amica Dallisher.
1: It was Amica Dallisher.
0: All winners, honestly. I really like how it flows off the tongue. And
1: Amica those. Dallisher, listen, do we need... Multiple genders in the world? No, we don't. Of course we don't. Called dead hearts. But like, I like her. I like this super, super ginger who can really take care of business and we don't need all the others, you know?
0: That's true. That's true. So in terms of uh, redundancies, Jamie, would you like to give us some examples of a good and a bad one?
1: Okay, so a good example would actually be the podcast, guys. I don't know if you know, but we are a redundancy in many ways. We are there are plenty of pop culture podcasts um, that have sad fonts in their logos and pictures of washed up former reality stars and people who can't get acting jobs anymore. So they just um, recap Will and Grace. And so pop culture podcasts. There are many popca- There are many podcasts hosted by duos, right? by duo men and women, uh, by duo men and women who aren't married, and one of them doesn't know as much about the other's extremely private life as the other (laughs) one, like, right? Those exist. There are also literal other podcasts called The Popcast. Now, the most famous one is The New York Times has a music podcast called Popcast, right? And then, listen, I found a great batch. Are you ready? Listen. Hmm. All Caps Popcast, Patterns of Power Popcast, Patriarchy Popcast, Amateur Popcast, Popcast on the Rocks, the propaganda Popcast, and the Popcast from Matt Coning, Matt the Prince of Peace Pastor. Okay. Like, Pete, Prince of Peace. So listen, I don't think we need any of those. Even Prince of Peace, my apologies to your church. I don't think we need your church's podcast either. No,
0: no. we don't. I don't. The patterns of Power. I love that. That's a good. That that's pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> right. What did you say? Podcast on the rocks doesn't make sense at all, but I love it. I love it. I right. What about
1: good. patriarchy podcast?
0: I mean, is it saying let's do a patriarchy or is no? I saying, think it's like, hey, isn't
1: it? the patriarchy great? Like it's guys, kind of why name. patriarchy? You clean that patriarchy up. getting such bad PR because it seems really <laughs> fun. Come on. Patriarchy I don't think any of those are needed. Obviously, we here at the podcast believe strongly that no other podcasts are needed. You don't need to listen to any others except the Bible Bench. And uh, in short term, don't listen to Scamanda because guess what? You know what Scamanda didn't have? An editor. That could have been four episodes. Oh, man. I just downloaded
0: it. I don't need to listen to it now.
1: Well, you can listen to it, but then you, you circle back after episode two and ask me, tell me any of the names of anybody in that show, because <sighs> it is a situation. They tricked us. They tricked us.
0: So I, I, would, I would like to shout out Lance Bass, though, because he, he uh, I, I don't know, stepped, to the, stepped up a little bit and wanted to do the Daily podcast Like he, he threw his hat in the did. ring.
1: And how many days do we think he did it?
0: Well, not a lot. It, it, I saw it I on. I want to say uh, it was
1: 11 uh, days.
0: I'm Googling it on fa- – uh, on on uh, it, I see something on Facebook that has uh, – four. it says four people are talking about this right now. Like four people Uh-oh. in the world Uh-oh. are talking about this. So um,
1: that's, it's probably my dad. It's, it's awesome. not nothing.
0: But then he also has Frosted Tips, um, which is a good name. I think that's it's a good name. I think it's Are you kidding? It's that's solid. an excellent name. Like, it's not and then just, name. just the Lance Bash show. I think that's less good.
1: That's It's not know. as good. So that's a good example of a redundancy where we can stay and everyone else can go. A bad redundancy that I think – I, at first, I was like, I think we've done away with this. But then I realized, no, it's still there. And it is the bad redundancy of everybody always having a black best friend. Mm. And see, Chris Rock once told us, all my black friends have a bunch of white friends, and all my white friends have only one black friend. <laughs> so if you're thinking about that, you're like, oh, no, no, what, are you, what are you even talking about? Let me get, take you on a journey. Dion and Clueless, Bubba in Forrest Gump, Chad and Taylor in High School Musical. I liked that they were like... We'll give both of them black best friends. Uh, Turk on Scrubs, Monique on Kim Possible, Frozone in The Incredibles, Luther from Mission Impossible, Sam Wilson in Cap- Captain America, Lillian in Bridesmaids. And to be clear, the friend doesn't have to be black. They just can't be white. Okay, sure. You can't have a best friend who's white. So, for example, Mindy and Emily in Paris, Ned in Spider-Man, Cece on New Girl, Lane on Gilmore Girls, Christine Yang on Grey's Anatomy. Listen, and I get it because they were like – Oh, yeah. There's too many white people. Is there too many white people in Hollywood? Yeah. What if we brought in one person who wasn't white and we oh. made him sassy and fun? And so the good thing is that what, what we realized was that that was a pretty bad redundancy of lazy storytelling and that white men and women are main characters and everything else is a supporting player and that's not actually good storytelling. And so I like that we kind of pulled away from that redundancy. A little bit. It's still there, and it's easy to find, particularly on Netflix. But I am glad that, like now, it's like, oh, do things? Do things happen to Southeast Asians? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let's tell their stories. That sounds fun.
0: Sure. No, that, that, that's a. I feel like that is a good example of lazy storytelling, uh, and and certainly uh, kind of like a casting trope. Um, but yeah, like it's it's one of those things. And then I think the, I don't know if the horror genre. Um, uh, was there first on this of like let's take the black best friend and kill them first? I don't know if that happened before the formalizing of the black best friend trope in general, but neither seems great. Uh, And I, I, I don't know if you alluded to it before we started recording about the blackening, but I feel like it takes on that idea uh, expressly in in a clever way. Um. Okay. Well, you know, in terms of uh, historical. Uh, redundancies because we can, we can see these, uh, everywhere that we look, obviously we're in a moment, uh, th- uh, that, that we're having them now, but there's a couple examples I want to talk about, um, where we can really see an interesting iteration of them. Uh, the first up is, uh, the redundancy of a fourth movie in a trilogy. You know, Uh, and I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm not a math guy, so I know that doesn't sound weird. Like trilogy three, what's the fourth (laughs) movie, but it's this weird kind of, um, I don't know, not even a phenomenon because it, 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 uh, it, you completely understand why it occurs, but it's this thing where, you know, like let's say toy story, you've got one, two, three, three perfectly wraps up the story, moves it on. And then all of a sudden you get toy story four and there's a guy named Forky and Bo Peep shows back up, and it's unnecessary. <laughs> you don't need it. it. Is it? Is it? Is it a fine time? Sure. And I think that's the that's the thing with these fourth movies and trilogies. They're not bad times. Like John Wick Four, it's not a bad time. No, yeah. It's just, do we need it? No, it's redundant. So I'm thinking like Pirates of the Caribbean uh, uh, Four on Stranger Tides. That's uh. Uh, a fourth movie we don't need. Uh, Men in Black with I had to look this up because I didn't remember this happening. Starring Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah! Do you that was, believe that actually occurred?
1: I do believe it because I remember thinking, oh, this is magical. This is when I still have my Chris Hemsworth blinders on. Sure. That he is a truly amazing Chris who's a great actor. Now yeah. I know. Now I'm older now and I'm wiser. And I have more evidence to support that that is not accurate. And so – and then Tessa wow, we're Thompson just, – Well, we're
0: just zigging and zagging at the same time. I'm now thinking, is he the next, like, Daniel Day-Lewis possibly after extracting? Based, I, I
1: based on – what?
0: Based on uh extraction. Based okay. on just being have you Do seen you those wanna... commercials he's done for Australia? Those are right. electric. They're amazing. You know?
1: Extraction four. Is that what you want? Is that what you want?
0: I mean, I'm never gonna say no, you know. Right. I'm never That's gonna fair. say no to it. But it's it's one of those things where it's like if it's like if it's Harry Potter, no, you need a bunch of movies. So I, I I'm not mad at the fourth. If it's Mission Possible, there's no like cap on this. It's the ones where you cap it at three and you perfectly punctuate it. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like Jordan hitting the jumper against the jazz to win his sixth title. And he shows up a couple of uh, years later and he's in a wizard's uniform and everyone's sad and it doesn't feel good. You know, <laughs> that's
1: right. That's right.
0: And the Indiana Jones in the kingdom of the crystal skull. That's another example of like, we didn't need to see Indy like evading a nuclear bomb, by hiding in a fridge. I no, don't, don't we,
1: did, we didn't need that. And then because we got the fourth, the problem, you're exactly right. Because the problem with the fourth means that we've now creaked open the door to a very unnecessary fifth.
0: Yeah, now, now do we do six? Now do yeah. we, is that, is that what we're into? Right. I, I hope not. You know who's I a repeat not. offender of the fourth movie in the trilogy? Who is that? Christian Bale. He was oh, in the Terminator, oh. colon, oh, gosh, whatever. Oh God, whatever about that. I know I did too. And then he's also in uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, which again, I didn't mind it. It didn't bother me, but it is like, why, why do we need this? You know, what's going on You here?
1: know why they needed it? Because they were like, look, with Thor, the situation was like, they're like, oh, the first two are bad. Yeah. So let's just pretend they didn't happen.
0: Just so now I
1: think of it as the Taika trilogy. It's sure. like, oh, don't you just pretend the first two didn't exist. They were not real. Just don't, sure. ever, don't, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so fourth movies in the trilogy. And then, really, like, actually historical Um. Uh, a, a redundancy is this. Uh, this idea of the Penny Dreadful, not the show. There was a show by the same name. I think uh, Eva Green, uh, she was in. And I want to say Josh Hartnett was also in it um, for seconds. And it was kind of weird. And, you know, I I, I wouldn't advise uh, watching that show maybe. um, But it's actually referring to it was like this cheap serialized newspaper pamphlet situation in the 1830s in the UK. And they're usually like eight to 10, 12, 16 pages. And they were super macabre, violent, gory, provocative. This is actually where we get uh, a character like Sweeney Todd. That story originates here, oh. and these like cheap newspapers they came into prominence because literacy rates in the UK in the 1830s uh, from the working class began to rise in Victorian uh, uh, Britain. So this was like a stepping stone uh, to reading for entertainment. It's like think of it as like video games kind of, because a 20 year old dock worker who just learned to read wasn't going to pick up like the history of the world by Herodotus or something they were like let's see this vampire have sex with a woman I'll read that probably I can understand that
1: okay am I weirdly into Penny Dreadful now like is that I mean
0: I wouldn't hate it you know and then uh, in the 1890s there was some violence and crimes and politicians were like it's the Penny Dreadful's doing it you know we got to get rid of these Um, even though they all secretly agreed later that was not the reason Um, so instead they started promoting like really high-minded uh, newspaper articles like how to be a leader how to make tea Ew. and drink it cool or stuff like British stuff uh, so it's like you. the first example of Goofus and Gallant situation you know like Goofus would be the Penny Dreadfuls and Gallant would be like how to be cool like Winston Church well oh, he wasn't there yet. Is but that like what
1: Goofus and Gallant means?
0: You never read Goofus and Gallant? No. You never like uh, until this I moment, what were you like? What was the deal with Goofus and Gallant? Listen, because I just Because some was, people would argue it's in the name. Some people would say I, it's probably right there. Listen,
1: I'm going to be honest with you. I thought it, listen, I thought it was Goofy's Christian name.
0: Wow. You thought it was <laughs> thought Mr. Goofus and Gallant? <laughs> I thought
1: Goofy was the nickname and he's problematic. And yeah, I don't know that. I just thought, oh, so you don't want to be Goofus. You want to be Gallant.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's it. it, it the Atlanta so it's episode. It's not
1: related to Goofy
0: i'm i'm Disney. i'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, close the door on that it might okay, still be I've, okay. it's not a canon thing I've researched um aaron did you did you mess with highlights? Were you familiar with Goofus and gallon or did you also oh, think yeah. it was me? love to Mouse?
2: some highlights love some what's the difference between these two pictures?
0: I didn't like that I didn't like the pressure. I just felt like there was a ticking clock and I had to like match all these un unrelated things Wait, who you know? had
2: the clock on you, did Life. you read it like at the wife had the clock wife yeah.
0: Expe- high expectations. You did know. you
2: ever submit uh, any writing for Highlights?
0: I did not. I did not. I mm. was I was pure reading at that Wait, point.
2: You mailed in writing for Highlights. Were you published in Highlights <laughs> no, magazine? Never. <gasps> no. Disapp- I was published. I think I got published in Brio. Maybe at one Whoa. point. Whoa. Oh, that's embarrassing. I don't think it is. And I am gonna find that because I'm excited.
1: I, don't I know- think I maybe. That's cached somewhere. The Wayback Machine will find it for me. Uh,
2: maybe I wasn't. Maybe I just, maybe I said What do you think you
1: wrote for Brio? Was, it was about purity culture. It
2: was a poem for sure. And, and actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I lied about that. I think yeah, I told everyone that did, I was. Yeah, you definitely did, Erin. Definitely it's don't need like to look further than that. Yeah, like when you had diabetes as a child. Yeah, like when I told everyone I had diabetes, but I didn't. Okay, good to know. Yep. Did y'all ever know.
0: steal magazines from the doctor's office?
2: Never. Always. Disgusting. I'm going to leave a people
1: behind? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I like this National Geo. is sick. Why does it have a disease? It's the OBGYN.
2: How old were you stealing? Oh, I still, still I still magazines now.
1: You're disgusting. No, it, I mean I'm gonna look, take that new beauty from the dermatology every time. My magazine's twelve ninety nine.
0: If Jamie is time. stealing stuff from the grocery store, she's definitely stealing magazines because it's not. Oh, it's the, but one hundred percent. Yeah, doctor's offices are kind of international waters. Who does this really belong to? The doctor? Probably not. <laughs> You know, no, so I can take stuff,
1: this. No, exactly. You can take it. Plus, guess what? I paid. No, My insurance isn't covering most of this. Why yeah. can't
2: I earn a little magazine? Why can't this I take my, a little from me. the wrong person? That's the insurance company oh, you should be
1: stealing I, I love that you think doctors are not involved in this sham that's called the American healthcare. system. I love
2: doctors. I think that they're heroes, Healthcare care heroes.
1: Erin loves so, doctors. She's love always doctors. said that. She loves that. doctors we
2: until it. she gets a bill. And then she's like, what?
1: What? Yeah,
0: I just think that I do like this idea that uh, we're entitled to the magazines, you know, because yeah, who's yeah. it hur- who's it hurting? Nobody's there for the magazines. Right. No one's there because I go to Dr. Thompson because he's got the sick Us weeklies, You know, he's got the up to date Us Weekly's.
1: Aaron does choose a doctor based on the amenities.
2: No, that's not true. The dentist. Oh, that is true. Thank yeah. you. They treat me like they gave just... her a
1: yeti, and she was like, "Let's go." <laughs> they did.
0: The, I they have. It does feel like uh, uh, dentist. Like it's it's gotten boutiquey of like, hey, you can do like you can get a uh, like a pedicure and your they dentist give me, stuff happening. They give
2: me a heated blanket. They give me a massage chair for a cleaning, right? Not for like dental I get, work. I get the gas for a cleaning. I, my my like the thing they put over my nose for the oxygen and the nitrous is uh. Macchiato flavored. <laughs> Shut up. I'm dead serious. That's what I'm talking about. See, if
1: I... It's amazing. I, guess what? Just I'm taking changing. every
2: one of those real simple and Magnolia magazines from that dentist. I'm taking every one of them. You know what? They give water to people who need it.
0: They do. They do. Would you like a, a nice cold <laughs> Is, beverage? Did
2: you just... You no, mean, they like... They work with people who don't have water. That is embarrassing. They, hold on, why Aaron. I want to back up here
0: because uh, I thought they just offered you something to drink. You're acting like they're rescuing people from like hurricane No, they Katrina do. Or they something.
2: work with like water rescue missions.
0: What? Sorry. Oh, like like in, in like they build wells or something for the countries.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i sorry, Jamie's phone's going off, and that's hilarious because she oh. gets so mad. Why well, because it it's calling. It, it's calling nine
1: one one. Oh, why? Yeah, why is it calling nine one one? I don't know. I picked it up to make sure it was off.
2: They're Are you distressed about back. this? Are they, you, are you, do you feel they're like they're going to call you back to make sure How there's no an emergency? Cause it's happened to me once whenever I got in that wreck on the way to see you both. Yeah. It oh happened boy. to me. That's right. That's right. This is going to,
0: this is going to sound super annoying and I hate it, but this is the context. I was lifting weights and like it pressed boy, on my watch too much. Wow. I know, So obnoxious. I was doing like a six squat set, you know, and then some, uh, <laughs> like Bulgarian in there too. You were
1: holding six pounds. Is that what? Not six pounds, one? not six oh.
0: pounds. Uh, but, uh, but it, they call me back and they're like, what's, what's up? What what are you doing? I was like I'm just okay? lifting weights. Did you hear? Like did you did you hear the news I'm lifting oh, weights? Oh, did
1: you feel my okay. cardi- did you feel my cardio? <laughs> my cardiac arrest almost happening? Yes.
0: I just think that for people, like if you want to steal a magazine, I'm not going to say steal. That's the wrong verbiage. No, That's the incorrect not steal. verbiage. No, it's
2: steal. It's take. It's, stealing. it's, take. No, it's, it's what's
0: stealing. the difference between a doctor's office magazine and the neighborhood like take a book, leave a book? You mean a what's free library. <laughs> yeah, what's the difference between the That's two?
2: That's the ethos of the library. They, they want exactly. you to That's the take ethos. It. That's the ethos of the waiting Absolutely room. Absolutely. I agree. You yes. call Dr. Hartman
1: right now. I'll call him right now. Dr. Hartman. If would they let post
0: me somewhere in the room, hey, please don't take the magazines, I'll honor that. But if they don't, again, International Waters, anything goes here. Listen,
1: ain't hurting he's not like going out there going where's my magnolia? like why where's I can't my, my three-month-old
0: national geographic <laughs> he's now
2: not about it. he's not worried about
0: it here's the move you go okay you read it and then when they call you back you roll it up you stick it in your back pocket okay see and then, you're,
2: you're you're the
1: deceit see, that you that's are the outlining problem. right now no is proof no that's that you problem, know it's, it's a problem for a man because you uh, rolling it up in your back pocket if i see that in your back pocket i'm like oh that's he stole that
0: no, I'm like You gotta put No, I'm
1: in your like
0: bag. I'm, I'm you know, I'm carrying all my concerns about my medical situation in my hands, so I'm gonna put this back here. What, I'm gonna go to the office,
1: you, what are You know, like why am
0: I here? My if it's Dr. Harmon my derma- dermatological the... concerns. You know, I'm like, Oh my <laughs> what gosh, what are you, what this, are you, this are you carrying? Carrying? Is this freckle or cancerous? I don't know. I'm just worried. I just wanna keep my hands free so I can gesture my fear, you know? And then next thing you know, you walk out in the parking lot and that magazine's still in your back pocket and you're like, I'll bring it back in
2: this. That's true. I'm not gonna bring it back. you have you have you have gone through a process of deceit and that indicates that you know listen
1: American healthcare they cannot give me a decently priced service I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that domino magazine
0: I'm gonna take it. Here's my theory though. I just don't think I I I don't think there's anybody in a theater is checking you for candy that you bring from the outside. I don't think any nurse or receptionist is like, hey is that a National Geographic from three months ago in your back pocket. I need you to return that right now. Yeah I don't think they I just don't think that exists. Yeah.
2: I think this is wrong. I think this is very well, wrong. I, we'll go to the Supreme Court. And I, don't, and I, don't, we'll, I actually then, I we'll don't think it, you have the balls F- to do this. FYI, we'll take it the Supreme Court. It'll be 6-3 in <laughs> Knox's favor. Well, that 100%. is true. And I don't think you should be proud of that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know what we we're talking about. but um, That was your
2: second historical th- redundancy. Yeah,
0: there's, that was it. That da, 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 da. uh <laughs> Okay, so that's some baseline on basically Aaron's kind of arrogant um, uh, ethical, probably. Again, uh, context or framework. A woman who
1: has literally, in this episode, lied about writing for Brio. (laughs) No.
2: And I remembered that as a child, I lied about it in the same way that I lied about having diabetes. Oh, see, this yeah. is
0: interesting because I interpreted that differently. I interpreted that as you actually did write and get published in Brio, but you didn't want us to look it up, Aaron. No, 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 no.
2: I probably told, I think what happened is that I told uh, my peers and colleagues as a child that I had been published in Brio. Nobody uh-huh. read Brio, so that was a passable lie.
0: I hundred percent think
2: you, you, you're it was, right now. Did you do that because you were like, I
1: can't say Reader's Digest because that's more they'll be able to prove that quicker. Yes. Oh, and okay.
2: listen, I read the crap out of Reader's Digest. I did too. I freaking loved, loved
0: Reader's, loved. Reader's it, Digest. Man. Where
2: is Reader? Is it still? Is it still? It's called
0: TikTok, Aaron. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So we've we've laid that context down. Jamie, do you want to talk about maybe a couple examples of stuff, egregious redundancies that we need to rule on?
1: Okay, so I would like to present one, and we need to rule on this, as a country, Mm -hmm. uh, I will not be accepting medical professionals' opinions on this. Okay, so first up is I think right now that we have an overabundance and truly the most redundant situation in Hollywood, which is 40-something famous mediocre white men married to famous mediocre white women. Okay. And these are pairs that I just don't think we need. And look, I'm going to present to you seven I will let you keep one. All right, each of you be prepared. You can keep one. First, Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, mediocre. Orlando Bloom. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa.
0: Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively are both equally mediocre. That's what you're saying? No, not
1: equally. No, but but they're both shades of mediocrity. Absolutely. Ryan Reynolds, what what is it you love about Ryan Reynolds?
0: He's so witty and bantery.
1: Exactly. That's not a skill that he can translate always to other things.
0: As the owner of several sports teams and probably a gin, I think still a gin company and a phone company, I would say he's uh, translating it very well. Okay, so you're going
1: to ride this on Mint Mobile. Okay, next, Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry.
0: Uh, for sure mediocre. Katy
1: Perry was great, not great anymore. Uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, also people who had moments of greatness. I don't know what Ashton Kutcher's were. But Mila had some moments of greatness, but uh, not Ashton Kutcher, Justin Timberlake, and Jessica Beale. If I have to watch those two fight while they work out on the internet, I'm gonna I'm gonna poke myself in the eye. Joaquin Phoenix and Rooney Mara. I would say Joaquin Phoenix is only good sometimes, but for the most of the time, he is mediocre. That's Joaquin,
0: Phoenix is Joaquin Phoenix is mediocre. That's what yeah. I just heard.
1: No. The other sentence was, he has moments of greatness, but sure. he is often he is often mediocre.
2: But Jamie, is in only this when exercise, with a great
1: director and a great script, that is only when he's good. He, I, you look at his IMDb, half of it is no, no, no. You go through half his IMDb, okay. you are be like, that was a mistake, that was a mistake. Uh, Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell, mm. mediocre forty-something, married to what I would argue is had one really great show and lucked up by being that one Disney character. And Kristen then, Bell,
0: which which is the great show for Kristen Bell? The good place. Not Veronica Mars. No. Wow. Anybody,
1: I'm gonna be honest. You know anybody what? could have been Veronica Mars.
0: Okay, here's the thing. I know you don't believe it. I respect the commitment to the bit. Because I saw Kristen. I saw the soul go out of your eyes when you answered no. You knew you had listen, to say I've, no. I,
1: I have a long history. I have a long history of being anti Kristen Annie Bell. Anyone sure. that listens to the show can tell you. Uh Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani is my last choice. <sighs> Gwen listen, mediocre Gwen Stefani, I've been using that uh uh, makeup line and that no one can pronounce and it's mediocre okay okay so and i want to just say congrats to the eighth couple that did not make the cut which was john krasinski and it's because of emily blunt she saved him from this list so i watched uh the newest season and the last season of jack ryan and that's um maybe you just direct stuff huh maybe you just write write stuff and direct I,
0: it. i'm looking forward to watching it because i know michael pena is in it um and i'm i'm always a full send for my pena so sure uh, don't 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 ruin that for me is what i'm saying. okay
1: i will
2: not i will not okay
1: so tell me of those seven who will you keep aaron knox
2: i'm out on uh orlando bloom and katie perry
1: okay so that was one version of answering the question of you get to keep one i know
2: i'm i'm just sister- oh you're oh, working please. through it she's working
0: yeah, them down she's just she's slicing second. them down
2: okay sorry 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 I'm I'm out on them. Okay, I'll, I'll be it. out
0: on Dak Shepard and Kristen Bell. I don't think they're as mediocre as you think they are, probably. But I don't think they belong in this list. I will say Dak Shepard is probably an elite podcaster, not an elite actor, though. So right, I agree, in right.
2: Respect. Okay. Um, and you know what
0: this is going to come down to? Do uh-huh. we remember the other ones? That's really what this. You're is
2: You're exactly come down right. To. <laughs> you are because I was just about to ask. All right, quick, keep, keep her. Let go, Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani. I'm gonna
1: let him go. That's a let go. Okay. that's a let go. Uh, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kunis. It's a let go. Do, I don't know. They they do nice things and for Ukraine a, a, because she's from there. They've never done anything nice for anybody else.
0: Wow, yeah, they've they never not. done anything nice for anybody else. Can Look, you confidently find, say somebody that? Somebody send me some
1: bullet points. Somebody also, send me bullet points. I really point.
2: loved it when he made Justin Timberlake cry. So I think. Mm, I that's true. is that who you're keeping? Oh, interesting. No, I I want to. I'm not. I'm. I do want to let go of Justin and Jessica. Okay. Yeah. Justin yeah. and Jessica. Okay, so that leaves you Ashton Kutcher, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, and Ryan Reynolds. Which of those three will you keep? I think we should keep Ryan Reynolds, honestly. I'm with
0: Ryan them. Reynolds. Do you know, uh, do you know what Ryan Reynolds' net worth is as of right now, Jamie?
2: It feels like it should be a lot. <laughs> Probably like 500
1: million? Uh
0: 350 million. Do you know what Drew Barrymore's hmm. net worth right now is? Oh, I don't care. It's just, hugs. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, just creating hugs. comparison. Hugs. In
1: rain being magical. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I'm I'm gonna stick with Ryan Reynolds, even I though think
2: Ryan Reynolds. I, I, like y'all can keep him. See, I said you could keep one. The yeah. Idea, the idea
0: I just can't stand for the idea I'll that Walking Phoenix like, is is mediocre. Like he's a uh, like he's again, young Sheldon or something. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, and listen, here's a, and is, listen. I know. I know that some of you listening probably even Aaron and Knox. There's part of you that's like, but what will we do when we lose all these great forty-something white actors? What will we do? Don't worry. We have Christian Bell, Mahershala Ali, Pedro Pascal, Colin Farrell, Killian Murphy, Donald Glover, Tom Hardy, Jake Johnson, Oscar Isaac, Chris Pine, Brian Tyree Henry, Ryan Gosling, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Stephen Yoon, Andrew Garfield, Chiwetel Ejiofor, and Adam Driver. We're set. We're We're, we got plenty of people who can get the job done. Also, I would argue Dev Patel. Knox, just as a little test, how old do you think Dev Patel is? Dev Patel from Slumdog Millionaire, from Lion. Dev Patel, because... C- He, he, I was like, can he replace 40 something actors? Maybe. But how old do you both think Dev Patel
0: is? He's got Selena Gomez's face. So I feel like he's older than we think. I think he's
2: either 89 (laughs) or 12. Okay. Got it. I
0: I think if I hadn't, if you hadn't asked me this question right Right. and framed it in, it's probably not what I expect. I would have said 32. But because you asked the question, I'm probably going to say 38.
1: Okay, what would you like to guess, Aaron? Oh my God! She said
0: eighty-nine 41. or twelve. She gave
1: forty-one. Like, mm-hmm. He's thirty-three.
0: Okay, wow. I, I just isn't that amazing. I completely like. I completely whipped on every aspect of that answer. Is listen no to me?
1: F- is it amazing? Listen, because listen, <laughs> if you had said to me, listen, it is because if you had said to me, Dev Patel and John Cho are are the same age. I would have been like, yeah, they're the same age. John yeah. Cho and Dev Patel are the same age, and literally, John Cho could have been uh, Dev Patel's dad. His freshman year of college. Like he could have given birth
0: to John. How's John Cho? 51. What? See, that's exactly.
2: amazing to me. That
0: is amazing. Okay. That is amazing. I know. Huh. Or mediocre like Joaquin Phoenix in his four <laughs> Oscar nominations. That's right. Who that's knows? That's right.
2: Who, who okay. can know for sure? All right, what's your one?
1: What?
0: What's you yours? know, I, I I wanted to I'll I'll go I'll kind of uh go adjacent to what you're talking about. I, I, there's a um there's a certain type, a certain archetype of of actor that I think we need to be done with, and we need to really consolidate. You know, because in this conversation, I don't know that will really get to like the streamers, the streaming services, but it's obviously a component of this conversation in terms of redundancies because. We have so many streaming options and we are in need of someone to be like, okay, there's five of you. Figure out how that works. Listen, you know? that is
1: really true because we had a meeting. Walla and Christiana had a meeting because we're working on our website so that you can sort our lights by streamer. And Walla had created this long list and Christiana had gone over it. And I was like, Oh, these are not separate anymore. These are combined. Yeah. These this doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And they were like, Wow. Like they even they didn't realize like how many of these things because I because they were like showtime I'm like no it's with paramount now yeah like, it's all one doesn't like, exist
0: Crunchyroll, yeah. crackle and peacock are all together that's not true they're all the thing yeah, yeah peacock roll it's or something
2: peagle, peagle roll it's a,
0: so that that is that that's kind of uh a component of what we're talking about um but I, I don't think anyone wants to hear us break down that but in terms of um an adjacent idea to that is the uh nerdy goober geek goofball actor archetype you know okay we got, we got too many. We're flush. Okay. We got to thin the herd a little bit. All right. So, um, I'm going to, I'll do a similar. I've got, I've got four categories of ones I think that are, that we need. And then I need y'all to pick from, from this list of, of populating those categories. Okay. Okay. So we got Chris O'Dowd. We got Michael Sarah, Justin Long. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't Are need those him. the same
1: people? I mean, I would have to like have proof of life to know that. Listen, we do not need Justin Long. I don't care which blonde he is married to. you. We do not need Justin. We Long. don't,
0: and I know he's a part of Wondery, and I know they spend so much more time promoting his podcast, and I know they love him, and I know where we belong to the same company, but it doesn't feel like it because mm. we're like the. In a lot of ways. Uh, Justin Long feels like the Dudley Dursley of Wondery because, and we're like the Harry Potter in the little bedroom under why the stairs.
1: What do they put us under the stairs? Never just screaming
0: at us to return emails or do it make good. And Justin Long, meanwhile, is just living the good but, life.
1: See, and I gotta keep Michael Sarah because he's in the new Barbie. Like I gotta keep him. Sure, like, I feel like he's gonna shine in that, and he, I want. He's, a, I good keep him he's a good one. He's a good one. He's
0: uh, a good one. You've also got Mr. Bean. We got to talk about him. He is in this group, okay? Do we need Mister Bean? I don't know. I don't know that I don't we think do. We need
1: any British nerds at all. So Chris Adeod gone.
0: Brain Mr. Bean, from gone. Pinky and the Brain. Do we need him? I don't. I don't know. I don't know for sure. David the Tennant. The
1: ba- I don't know that we wait. Is the brain the which one's the brain and which one's the rat? Which one's is Pinky the brat? Which one's the rat?
0: Well, are they both rats? I guess they're, they're both rats.
1: Oh, which one's the smart rat? The brain. The brain. Who do so you Pinky's think? So Pinky's got a Wouldn't go? it be crazy I though if Pinky. Pinky was the smart one? <laughs> I, don't know. I just like the really suave, like, he's very condescending and I like that in a weird way. Like he's, a got a way. he's got a Stewie. He's got Stewie energy.
0: Stewie Yeah, person, he has Stewie. You know? And I'm
1: like, I'm into Stewie too. Not um, sexually, but otherwise. Well, otherwise.
0: Your, your body, your choice, you know? Right. Um, Thank uh, you. David Tennant, David Schwimmer. Do we need both of those Davids? I don't know.
1: Oh, we keep David Tennant every time.
0: I know, but like he's the fetch of – like, he's a, he's, a, he's an action guy. He's a villain. Oh, he's so intimidating. What's the
1: great thing that David Schwimmer has done besides Friends or OJ?
0: Um, I mean, look, uh, you're putting me in the position of defending David Schwimmer. I'm not. I'm just saying. Like you he's put a, me
1: in the def- you put me defending Joaquin Phoenix. I can't defend No, him. you
0: brought Joaquin Phoenix up. <laughs> I wanted to have a conversation, and you refused to have a conversation about him and his many Oscar wins, uh, and also avid defense of the cows uh, and the slaughterhouses. Uh, Jim Parsons, McLovin, Johnny Galecki, Jesse Eisenberg, Andrew Garfield, Dana Radcliffe, Simon Pegg. These okay, are all wait. nerdy actors. We don't know. They need.
1: are nerdy, but I feel like Andrew Garfield, because of his red carpet this wor- this year, his red carpet work and his chicken shop situation, uh-huh. I feel like he has moved back into, are we into Andrew Garfield? Like, is he hot? Whereas I don't think anyone looks at McLovin and goes, is he hot? No. Like, okay. they don't.
0: Okay. So, okay. This will be good. So, I've got, of that list, I've got four categories. I okay. need y'all to tell me the Apex Predator nerd, okay? Okay. The one who's like, it's it's him first. He's the first call. If Michael, any, Sarah, anyone's got the nerd role. He's the one the the, the phone lights up for her first. It's
1: always Michael, Sarah. Yes.
0: We've got hot nerd. We've got accent nerd, and then we've got legacy nerd. Okay.
1: Accent nerd is David Tennant.
0: Okay. Wow. I hate hot that. Nerd. But it's your choice. Is,
2: a hot nerd. I will let it be Andrew Garfield. That's why. That's why I Please remember like he- that Andrew Garfield was mean to Bat Kids. Please remember. What he
0: was he really?
2: Yes, he was hateful because he and
1: was Spider Man. He was Spider Man. He was like, stop being into Batman, be into Spider Man. No, he was
2: he was mean to Bat Kid who had cancer. It's Bat Kid. <laughs> No. Wow. It worked out. Wow. Please remember he shunned Bat Kid who had cancer at the Oscars. Hey,
0: Jason, in the edit, You lied
2: about writing for Brio. We're not going to let this no. define you your whole Absolutely life. Absolutely not.
0: I don't know no. that I'll ever get over the hope in Jamie's voice when she said, there was so much hope <laughs> in that. And I feel, I feel like I just took a second fall from innocence.
1: Is the legacy nerd, is it Anthony Michael Hall? Does that feel like the right legacy?
0: I or is it
1: somebody younger like a at Andy Samberg?
0: If our average listener was older, I would allow that, but I don't think anyone knows who that is. So... We can't Jim
1: Parsons, oh, Neil Patrick Harris, he could be a legacy nerd. Is he? Yeah, I think he, he's, he's not mus- a nerd anymore. But I think he could be a nerd if given the right circumstances.
0: He's musical nerd, but also uh, secretly people probably don't like him nerd because I feel like no one likes Neil Patrick Harris.
1: Why do they not?
0: I feel like he sucks. Is it because of the twins? Of. Is it
1: because it's of the, the twins? Musicals. Oh, it's the musicals. I think it's so- musicals. And it like we saw like
0: a third of his sack in Gone Girl, and people were like, I just will never recover from that. You know, spoiler for Gone Rick Girl. Rick Moranis.
1: I mean. Rick Moranis is the legacy nerd. He doesn't okay. work anymore. I know. No, but that's why he's a legacy. You know, he tr- Josh Gad tried to get a Honey, I Shrink the Kids off, the like a sequel with Rick Moranis. Rick yeah. Moranis had agreed to it, and Disney didn't have any money. They're like, Uh, we're so tight right now on our budget. Sorry.
0: And then they got punched in New York, and they're like, "Oh, bad timing for this, you know?
1: Yeah, true. Okay. Or uh, Alfonso Ribeiro. Love him, too. Is that a not name? Ribeiro or Ribeiro, Ribeira. Is Ribeiro. he a nerd? Ribeiro. I don't
0: know that he's a nerd. I think he's a cool guy. Well, they,
1: when he did that dance,
0: the Carlson when he dance? Did that dance. Yeah, he yeah. he owes Seavie he now. He's a cool guy. You know, that's cool oh, okay. stuff. Okay,
1: got, got it, got it,
0: got it. I, I had Jesse Eisenberg as Apex Predator nerd. He's like he's like the the T Rex of nerds. I, believe. I
1: do think he. I think the to me the Apex Predator nerd is the person who can't be anything but a nerd. Mm-hmm. So I do. But see, like Michael Sarah, you'd pick Jesse Eisenberg over Michael Sarah. Yeah, I think I
0: feel good about that too. I feel really good about that.
1: I just trust Greta Gerwig, and she chose Michael, and so I will choose
0: Michael. Erin, so uh, have you seen Girl. Now You See Me and Now You See Me Too? You feel like someone who has seen Now You See Me. You like you See Me what? It's like huh? it's like a. It does
1: feel like she would have seen it, like a hundred percent. And
0: maybe honestly, like, she's <laughs> my. Maybe she's seen Now You See Me Too. Only not Now You See Me.
2: <laughs> it's like Ocean's As Eleven, a,
0: but if they're magicians. End yeah, of end of pitch.
2: No. <laughs> I have not seen it. Who's the, who's the pro guy? Is it Mark Ruffalo? No.
0: Is that uh, right? Mark Ruffalo's in there. Isla oh, yeah. Fisher. Uh, is is I the one where
2: you can see his uh, pee pee?
0: <laughs> wow. Which one?
2: Is that what you think the Now You See Me is? No, in the cut. Oh, it, that, yes. Oh, I thought you were cut. saying Naya See Me. <laughs> <laughs> What's Now You See Me? <laughs> did I Did I sound like I
0: said that? Maybe I did. No, you Maybe said, I did.
2: No, Now You See
1: Me. It's a movie. He said it. It's a movie. If It was Ocean's Eleven, but it's Magicians.
0: Yeah which again, I look, I actually
2: I, think I have seen this.
0: <laughs> I love Now You See me like, uh, or or you See me. Um, oh, I weirdly
2: not, like it. You're not enunciating. It sounds like, I know like, you I
0: nice? heard it the first time and that's my fault.
1: Do you think Jesse Eisenberg in now you see me? And now you see me too. He is not trying to play a nerd. Is he trying to play a nerd?
0: No, he's not, but he is a nerd. Like he can't get outside of his nerdness. Like in flash, when you're Fair. in trouble, the most unrealistic part is all the sex he has because I'm like, that, this is what a nerd
1: guy. The new apex predator being Evan Peters. What about that?
0: Oh, he's too cool. I think he's too cool. He's too cool guy. Maybe. Maybe. maybe I don't know. We'll leave it open-ended. Open-ended conversation.
1: Okay, my next one in terms of an egregious redundancy, and I do think we do have to make a call as a, as a, as a, not only as a company, but as a country, right? And that is, I think we have too many salad dressings. Listen, the redundancies is a situation. Let's walk through it. Okay. So I went to Publix and I counted how many different salad dressings were on at my Publix grocery store, and it was 306. There were 306 salad dressings. There. Now, there might have been like 10 Caesars, but still. Now, here's how I'm going to suggest we cut it, right? Uh First of all, I think we need to cut all the dressings that present as if they were made by a person in their kitchen and that we should think of as a friend, so first name basis. So we're getting rid of Ken, Annie, Brianna, Marie... And Paul Newman. Okay. We're getting rid of them. As okay? long as
0: you don't say Tessa May here, we will not have a problem.
1: No, yeah, we're okay. And then we're gonna cut all the dressings with brand names that make me uncomfortable. Okay. Okay. Hidden Valley Ranch. Yeah. That's a sex call. Aaron, would you be in a Hidden
2: Valley Ranch cult? Um, I I think, I'm, yeah, I'd be into it. What are the snacks like? It, I just want to know yeah. some, some What if it was a this. sex cult or no, out of the gate? No, no. I don't want to, I don't want to do that.
1: No. Okay. I'm also going to get rid of a brand name Wishbone because that's the nickname of a 14-year-old who's named Jacob, and I don't like that. Wishbone makes me uncomfortable. Walden Farms, that's where dogs are sent to die. And then the worst is Primal Kitchen. I just want to, for all of you who have Primal Kitchen in your house, just... Go to your pantry, pull out that bottle, and notice that that is a person in the logo mid-flight about a kill a prey with a spear. And ask yourself, why am I eating this dressing? Have like, you ever, why have you
0: ever I- tried Primal Kitchen dressing? No. Okay. Okay.
1: Because that's it's all plant-based.
0: D- the defense and rests, I, your listen, honor. The defense listen, rests his case. You know
1: why? Because I'm not eating chicken out of a bag and hoping it's a little bit better by putting a little bit of this soy-based Caesar dressing on it. What I'm trying to do is like, I want a cream-based and I mean an actual cream or I want an oil-based. I think we need an oil-based and a cream-based. So I will let us keep House Farms and Marzetti's and the person you mentioned earlier that I had not heard of. Tessa May. Yeah. Tessa May. Tessa May. Yeah. But I, you have to decide what your oil-based that you're going to keep and what your cream-based should Erin, when
0: she be. says oil-based, uh, she's saying oil-based. That's what she means. Okay. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Oil-based <laughs> and cream-based. <laughs> I'm keeping Caesar because I'm just always going to keep Caesar. And I am going to keep uh, balsamic. I want a balsamic with some sort of, you know. I want to put that on my.
0: No fraud, you a lot of hand gestures, a lot of like, like a uh, molesting hand gestures. Like, I like a
1: straw. I like a berry balsamic. That's my preference, is a berry. You, you tried that garlic expressions yet?
2: From who? Um, At, at any local grocer. <laughs> is that the title? Expressions? <laughs> garlic expressions. Is I, don't, I garlic don't like the name. Every dressing? I hate the no, name, to be honest. No, it's just one, one. One single solitary dressing. What type of dressing is it? Garlic expression. Is it a balsamic or is it an oil-based or cream-based? It is a garlic expression.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that no matter what I ask you, you just answer with the That's name. Right. That's right. Because truthfully, you don't know if it's oil-based or cream-based. I think it's oil-based. Okay. So what would you keep? Would you keep a ranch? Would you keep a Thousand Island, a blue cheese? Have, has a ship a sailed on Thousand
0: expression? Island? Are we done with Thousand Island? Is that like a I would love,
1: y'all ever? Y'all ever had Dorothy Lynch? No, no. Does she make a thousand Island? Uh huh. Listen, when I see thousand Island as an option, I do get it. Cause I don't think about it ever until I'm out and they're like, we have thousand Island. I'm like, yeah.
0: What's, I, the, you know, what's every the elevator of pitch place. for thousand Island? Like, wh- like, how are you convincing me on thousand Island?
1: Listen, I don't know what it is. It's that it's that color that does not occur in, in nature, okay, not really. Good, I good. like a nice coral dressing <laughs> that's very thick and it's almost like a spread. Why is Thousand Island so thick? So a, know, a thick,
0: unnatural-looking dressing <laughs> with your salad, ma'am. Yeah, that's I what? like.
1: Listen, is that cream-based or oil-based? That's cream-based. <laughs> How dare you!
2: It's made with ketchup and mayonnaise. Ew, no, it's not yes it, it is gross it can not be made with ketchup that's disgusting
0: that's, how do you
1: think it's that color what what do you think makes it that color that's not true
0: here's the thing i do i i, I think not I would, you
1: feel like a ranch person to be
0: honest first of all don't secondly i think <laughs> that when i i'm more offended when people spoil the ingredients in something when they're like a, chick-fil-a sauce is just this and this and then like my i'm 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 utterly unmoored I didn't, but then when you tell me what Thousand happened Island. at the end of, like, The Bear Season 2, I'm like, okay, that sucks, but I'm going to get over that.
1: Listen, I didn't spoil Thousand Island. Everyone but Aaron knows that it has ketchup in it.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I'm not blaming I you. Disagree. I'm just saying. That's a very, like, a very personal thing that you just attacked for her, you know? Listen, so. I do
1: love a ginger dressing, but I will still stick with my Caesar. What you keeping, Knox? You keeping a ranch? keeping a blue cheese, a honey mustard?
0: I'm a, I'm a spicy ranch guy through and through. I also, yeah. can I also save... Um, Italian dressing, because I like to listen to old people call it Italian dressing.
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. Can <laughs> I, I have like an that. Italian for my antipasto? Yep. yep. Feels yes, a little like
0: problematic, that. but I don't want to push because it doesn't I feel like the right time. Push. You don't know? don't want
1: to push. Okay, um, good. We did it. We did it, you guys.
0: I'm going to do, uh, uh, my last one, uh, that I feel like we have to figure out some redundancy situations here is fast food. I'm going to need y'all's help here. Um, oh, no. because we have three categories. We have fast food chicken, fast food burgers, fast food sandwiches, and we got too okay. many. We just have way too many. Okay. So with uh, burgers, we have McDonald's, we have BK, we have Sonic, we have Wendy's, Cookout, Parties, DQ, White Castle, Crystal, Steak and Shake, Freddy's, Whataburger, Five Guys, In N Out, Shake Shack, Culver's. It's
1: okay. Too many burger I, places. Let me ask can I, for the burger place, uh-huh. can I combine two? Because I want the breakfast of one and I want the burgers from another.
0: Okay. What are you thinking here?
1: I'm like a Hardy's, Okay. Hardy's breakfast. I agree with this. I can't ever give up the sausage biscuit. Yep. And then I would like to keep. I would. I want to keep the Wendy's. Is that weird? That's
0: weird. That's weird, man. I
1: know it's weird. But I love that. Sp- you know why? It's because I'm not even. I can't think of the burger. What is the best burger? Because it's not. It's not McDonald's. They don't well, have the
0: best. It is it? Now, is it? Well, yes. now, what you're saying, I think the Baconator is the is the supreme burger out of all this you know exactly
1: that's what i'm saying i, I don't think you think mcdonald's because what's the best burger aaron at mcdonald's qpc a Big Mac?
2: qpc, QPC. <sighs> quarter pounder with cheese yeah
0: with cheese. well I mean, you're
1: right i do love that sesame bun Mm-hmm. And the way they chop up the onions <sighs> all yeah, little all tiny you're mm-hmm. right it's so aaron good.
0: i love that you believe that they individually chop up those onions still <laughs> i don't yeah, want to I don't okay. want to ruin anything about this life for you. You're <laughs> wonderful okay, innocent. Okay, look,
1: I'm going to come on. I'm standing by. I'm combining a Hardee's and a Wendy's. That's what okay. I want because Wendy's doesn't have a good breakfast. But Wendy's, look, the fries got the skin on them too. I'm here for that. Okay, what would you keep? What would you keep, Knox? I think at I'm. The burgers?
0: Uh, oh, I'm keeping McDonald's just because. Uh, yeah. I'm also going to keep Shake Shack. I'm keeping. No, Shake keep, Shack is so overrated. I'm going to keep Freddy's. I love those three. Those are. Oh, I do love three
1: Freddy's. Three. Oh, custard. I like the the custard from freddie i
0: don't understand but, i don't understand the custard hive i've been surrounded by some people who go on and on about custards and i don't understand what the deal with custard is it's just like and
2: cheese curds i feel like they're the same people well cover culver's we tried
1: cheese curds at culver's that was the last meal we had before the pandemic which mm. was disappointing i'll be honest with you wow um but i did like the cheese curds the cheese curds were delicious yeah i just so, don't i don't
0: care about custards or curds you know get the stuff out of here I don't, I don't i don't need it five guys can go we don't need you anymore yeah, cookouts, cookout's Burger sucks, but I love their menu. I love that you can get uh, 16 pounds of food for $3. That's great. I love it. You know?
1: God, but you're going to be in that drive thru for seven days because, and there's no way out. There's Ours no is fast. Ours is very efficient.
0: It's very good.
1: Um, okay, Chicken, we've talked about this. We actually talked about this in the previous redundancies. Right. We're going to get into a huge fight because oh. I have explained to you many times that they're, that, but see, KFC now has nuggets. Yes. Yeah, that see, is the difference in what it's That's happened. the
0: game changer here.
1: However, I would argue the KFC nuggets are not good. They are not the best nuggets. I am a nugget professional. Okay, and I don't. I don't think they're. I think McDonald's and Chick fil A have the best chicken nuggets.
0: Uh, I agree with that. I agree with that.
1: Um, and it's just a mood. It's not. I don't even. I don't even think you can compare and contrast them. You know. And
0: well, it's it's about it's about um uh the ratio of of friedness to uh to the meat. You know, and that's some right, of these right. some of these mess it up. So it's 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 Zaxby's, Chick fil A. Popeye's, Guthrie's, KFC, Raising Cane's, Church's, Miss Winners, Bojangles.
1: See, I think Raising Cane's and Zaxby's have the best chicken fingers.
0: I agree. And like, sauce.
1: The, right? Yeah. And sauce. And then, but as far as chicken, you, if you want chicken on a bone, I just don't think KFC, I think KFC belongs in a meat and three situation, mm. not just a chicken situation.
0: Okay. Okay. So but not- they do have popcorn chicken, Jamie. They do have the popcorn chicken. So you got you, you know, the
1: best popcorn chicken is Sonic. We've been over this. Yeah. Sonic.
0: Yeah, it's true. Popeye's, uh, I'm not, sorry, not Popeye's. Um, who was it? Who has the pop churches? Uh, it must be churches. Yeah. So okay. So if you to if you to pick three of those, three out of that group, what do you? All the chickens. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm keeping KFC. I'm keeping Chick Fil A, and I'm keeping. I think I'm keeping Raising Cane's.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a, a, a that's a pander pick because people will get mad if we don't. So we have to do that to maintain. It is true. That
1: is true. They do get really listen. The Raising Cane's lobby is unlike any lobby. Like listen, there are more. People will fight for raising canes more than they will for the civil rights of human beings. Like it's, I'm telling it's, you, it's, it's true. Very strange. It's yeah. true. What was the third category of fast food?
0: Sandwiches. Sandwiches. So we've oh. got Subway, Jimmy John's, think... Jersey Mike's, Quiznos, Schlossky's Firehouse, Jason's Deli, Panera, and Witch Witch.
1: God, I love Panera sandwich. Like, and when there's no Panera near me, there's that not. Turkey a, Bravo. Really. There's no. Pa- no, it's very maddening. The BTV, it's very man. maddening. Yeah. Um, but I will say it's Jimmy John's. It's that bread. You know what I do at Panera?
0: I'd say, can I have a bacon turkey Bravo? And can I, instead of uh, chips, can I get two baguettes? And I just stare at them. When I get to the window, I make full eye contact. I don't. Uh, really and I care.
1: eat a pre-baguette, eat the sandwich, then yep. eat a post-baguette. It's dessert and appetizer. That's
0: right. They're like, "Sir, would the you baguette. like to go to the restroom at any point in the next week?" And I'm like, "I, I don't care if I do." I or might
1: not. find a Panera today. I might just drive out into the boonies. You should. You should. So yeah. if you
0: only pick three, Aaron, like of these, I feel like you're a, you're a, a fast food sandwich person, like enthusiast. That's right. I am. Um, That's right. Jersey Mike's, Quizno, Schlosski's Firehouse, Jason's Panera.
2: Panera is hospital food. Okay. You should <laughs> both be ashamed of yourself.
0: That's you good. Should, now absolutely.
2: listen, the drink. Listen, the drink situation is dark at Panera. Yeah, like to have so many drink options and none of them are good. Yeah, yeah, they're really really bad. I'm a Witch Witch person. Oh. I love. I will Witch
0: fight Witch. to the death over Witch Witch because yes. the, the simple Witch innovation really of good. instead of bad chips, would you like French fries?
2: Would you like French fries? Uh, yeah. Thank you. Finally, someone.
0: And would speaking you like to place to your heart. order without speaking to another person? Oh, I love yes, that. Yes, I
2: would. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's a witch-witch all for me. No, okay. No, no questions.
0: I'm witch-witching uh, Jimmy John's all the way. I don't uh, have a third
2: Firehouse is good. I like a Jimmy John's, too. That's always a, a Although Jimmy option. John's is
1: constantly trying to push ma- uh, ma- mayo on you. Okay. I don't like that. Like... If you ask for mustard, they're like, "No, we won't do that." There's one packet. Yeah, there's one packet that has been in here since 2018. Yep, enjoy your. I like mustard
2: on a sandwich. They do like like, they do have that
0: kick and ranch though, and don't sleep on that kick and ranch. It's
2: you know, I worked at Jason's Deli when I was in high school, and had really, or you just told people? No, I really did. Okay, I had a traumatic incident with a. like economy size Costco mustard, and so I've never it really ruined been you comfortable on mustard. with mustard ever since. Yeah, so okay, it's a, it's a that means it got in her crack. That's what she means. That's exactly right. <laughs> All
0: right, so Jamie, what's the third one? Jimmy John's, Witch Witch. Give me, give me your third one.
1: Uh, it's not. It's Panera. I stand by Panera.
0: Ah, uh, Okay, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to go with Quiznos because of those Quiznos subs commercials. Uh, Jason Waterfalls and I used to eat there all the time in between video game breaks. When, when they had, was like, last the last time you ate a Quiznos? It was like you the, go
1: fight for Quiznos, it's it, been eight years since you ate a Quiznos. There used
0: Quiznos. to be one three years ago that was still here in town, but it closed <laughs> down. But you remember it was like the two little rodents? Like the, the they would sing the yes, song. Exactly. They got a bibber bar. Like that why one.
1: Would we? Why would we buy sandwiches from a rodent? Superstar. We wouldn't do that.
0: You know what though? I kind of trust them. If they lean into it that far, I trust them. <laughs> I think they know what's up. Um, okay, that is our conversation on redundancies and pop culture. If your thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxjam.com slash five twelve. All right, Jamie, you wanna do some lights?
1: <gasps> Let's do some lights.
0: All right, what is your red light this week?
1: Okay, so my red light this week, I have a tiny baby red light. Just as a just as a tip. I, I find the Supreme Court's really making it hard. For us Christians to feign persecution, we have a shtick and you're ruining it. And then also, I want to red light myself because I do not know how to receive a gift well or like a a generous spirit. Uh, I had a dear friend come. She brought a bunch of books from her work and she was like, hey, I have a bunch of books. Would you like these? And this is how I literally went through them. First book. No, this author was mean to Knox once at Nest Fest.
0: Yeah, I I saw you tweet about this. I don't remember this. Who was mean? No?
1: Yeah, it was somebody who uh, said, why is he in this group picture? And I heard them. And I turned to her and I said, because he's an author <laughs> and we were invited here by Mike Willen."
0: She might have just been like, his hands are weird. Why is he here? And no, I was like, that's mean fair. she's to
1: a lot of people. A lot of people don't like her. Anyway, number two book, I took it and I said, no, this author thinks the Enneagram is the work of demons and mm-hmm. that she has said Beyonce is a literal witch.
0: A literal r- witch. That's just... Literal.
1: Like, no one's like, a literal witchcraft. witch. That's just Again, dumb. again... If anybody's a witch, it's Taylor. She's the one in the hooded cloak mm. with the orbs. Okay. And then finally she showed me a book and I said, No, I was featured on this author's subreddit last month for talking vaguely about them in the more you know. So mm. I not like this book either. So I did take a, a Bible study book, but I had to turn down a bunch of books and I and I feel about I feel, I look back on that and I go, I should have just taken the books. Yeah. But then what would I have done with them? I'm not gonna leave them in my house. You just and be like, like normal- Yeah, I read the I read books by the person who takes Instagram. Know
0: what? I'll fix it right now. Take it to your local neighborhood buy take a book leave a book or go leave them at your doctor's office replenish replenish, like replenish you you know
1: do you do you when you go to a free library do you always bring a book in order to take a book
0: no i don't go to free i, I don't go to like neighborhood libraries i'm just like you're trying to get rid of rachel hall's books that's not what i'm here for <laughs> but i'm like i do <laughs> like South the idea aaron can i can i like float this by you if yeah. you're going to not steal but just borrow magazines from the doctor's office but you bring a book to leave in its stead, is that okay yeah, I think that's okay. Okay. Yeah. See, there we go. We fixed so you that. You just
1: bring your garbage books. You yeah. just bring your South Beach. So, if I brought a South Beach diet book and left it, no, I could take no. a real simple It's got to be
2: something like kind of good. Kind of good.
0: Something yeah. historical, maybe some a book with some charts you can pull out and like Ooh, look at while you're waiting. Ooh,
2: that'd be kind of fun.
0: Game changer. Game what if somebody changer. wants to
1: take that book since they can't read it the whole thing? It's okay. okay. It's what do they have to do to take that book? They got to bring
2: something
0: else. Exactly. Let's merge these things, you guys. Yeah! You know what I mean? We're I all like at the doctor's <laughs> office. We're never walking around neighborhoods. That's dumb. So let's put these things together. Okay, what's your red light? My red light is um, the bear season two um, <gasps> for being over, just for being done. Oh. Because that was the greatest experience of my it, life.
1: Th- wasn't it amazing? It's,
0: it's so good. I, I do really wish they had not dropped it all at once. I, I would do have too. rather I do too. Uh, give me two and then parcel it out one a week. And and I think it's it's not that I would I would have the ability to control myself. I would have been really interested in all of the conversation and discourse around the season because I feel like when you just drop it in in bulk, some of the nuances and some of the conversations get subverted because you're just like there were some conversations where I couldn't listen to that or couldn't read that because I hadn't gotten far enough in, you know, the series or whatever. And it was just so worthy of scrutiny and conversation and of analysis. And I, I I know you greenlit it, I guess, a week or two ago. Um, but it's, it's so worth uh, everyone watching. Even if you haven't watched season one, go watch it catch up so you can see season two. Some of the storytelling they're doing is incredible. But I, I'll, I'll also red light. There's a particular kind of discourse happening around a central relationship in the show and people wanting it to be romantic. And I want right. to red light that. Because yeah. I think that is a dumb, dumb, chungus brain thing to ask for. And just let it be a cool story. Don't need everything to be like Nick and quirky Zoe on New Girl. It can just be what it is. You know,
1: I know. But the, you know, they're doing, it feels like they're doing it on purpose. Like mm. the showrunners are doing it on purpose. Because there are certain scenes where I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing here. I don't know how I feel about it. I will say I got a text from – you know, I talked about it in my green light that the Episode 7 was transformative in every way. And that you're right. There, you can't talk about it online because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. talk about anything. But I will say uh, a friend of the show, Sophie Hudson, she texted me after she watched uh, Episode 7 and she said um, – I'm watching episode seven of season two, and I plan to rededicate my life to Jesus after it's done.
0: Listen, the six to seven back to back is hyper elite. I, I I think in a lot of ways this is going to feel rude, and I don't mean it to be rude. Um, this show is doing what Ted Lasso wanted to do but couldn't pull off. Um, that the Bears actually doing it of being hopeful and uplifting without cheapness, but also like having some storytelling stakes going on. Uh, it's just, it's just so good. So very, very good. So it's
1: it's an excellent show. Yes.
0: Uh, okay. What is your green light this week?
1: Okay. My green light this week is movies in movie theaters because I have been going to the movie theater every three or four days, partially for work. I I finally updated my letterbox, which is kind of the good reads of movies. And I've seen 43 movies this year. And the number one film on my list is my first green light, which is the movie Past Lives. Past Lives is this romantic drama film. It was written and directed by Celine Song. This is her feature directorial debut. Um, It stars Greta Lee, who please let her get nominated for an Oscar because what she is doing in this movie is so magical. And it follows this reunion between two childhood friends as they contemplate their relationship and their own lives. So they grew up, they were in elementary school together and they moved across the world And then they catch up. And y'all, this, I saw it at Sundance. And then I watched it in the movie theater last week. This is A24. A24 at the height of its powers. It is 97% on Rotten Tomatoes with 155 reviewers. It is my favorite movie of 2023. It is this really stunning romance that has a wholly unique approach to telling the story of romance. This is your date night movie. This is your movie to go see by yourself and get your icy and your popcorn. You're going to love it. Then my second Go to the movies and watch a movie is a movie I saw last night, which is Joy Ride. Joy Ride comes out this week. They did a pre, they never do pre-screenings in Birmingham because they're the worst, but they did. Y'all, if you were like, I want a funny, because like Knox, he, Greenland, No Hard Feelings. This feels like a very summer of comedies, the blackening, lots of comedies on the way in July and August. Listen, this movie I have not laughed this hard in so long. Now, apologies to the family that came to this movie, having I guess not looked up anything about it, because they had to leave within the first ten minutes. Because this is raunchy AF, y'all. What kind of family this, situation this is, are you talking about? Like, it was uh, a mom and dad with three kids, and they look like I'm not good with kids' ages, so they could have been four or thirteen, love it. yeah, but somewhere in between there, like. One kid could not carry their own popcorn. Wow. That's how little they were. Okay, that's little. And listen, (laughs) so this film stars Ashley Park, Stephanie Hsu, Sherry Cola, Sabrina Wu in the role of Deadeye doing, it could have been one note, it's not, it's amazing. This is about, the story is about childhood best friends Audrey and Lolo, who are going to go with Audrey's former roommate, Kat, who is a Chinese film star, and Lolo's cousin, Deadeye, and they're on a journey across China to find Audrey's birth mother, Listen, Ashley Park is a star. Like, she's being wasted on Emily in Paris. Like, she is a star. And then we already know Stephanie Hsu we have loved forever. And this movie is so funny. It is as if Bridesmaids and Hangover and Girls Trip had a baby. And you are going to laugh so hard. But let me be clear. Super raunchy. Like, crazy like very dirty, but like in the best, best way. This movie, when I last looked, was 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And so it comes out this week. So I highly recommend going with your girlfriends, going on a date night. Again, going by yourself with your icing and your popcorn. You will have the best Just
0: time. don't go with your three kids. Just don't do that.
1: Uh, do not take your children. <laughs> like for sure, don't take your children. And if you've adopted from a different country – uh, make sure that you've done the therapy before going to see this uh, movie about <laughs> uh, about that. So, just a trigger warning heads up.
0: Uh, so, uh, my green light this week. I've got to. I'll go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll green light Clytemnestra, uh, but this is by Costanza Cassati. and this is. I think I read the Song of Achilles uh, a couple of years ago. Same vibe, you know. It's a not a modern retelling, but it's a re- like a retelling of uh, a Greek myth. But it tells the story of Clytemnestra, who is uh, from Sparta. And a lot of hijinks ensue. None of them fun. She ends up as the wife of Agamemnon, and it's the story of like what happens to her kids, how she endures and survives what happens during the Trojan War. And it's an interesting take on like the Trojan War, but we're not we're never at the Trojan War. We're just seeing what happens like in the the void in the absence of everything uh, because of the Trojan War. You get all of the Greek characters like the Odysseus, the Penelope that maybe you've like studied in in the classics, uh, but to see them show up in like like a novel is really fun and exciting. I listened to the audiobook version, really loved it. It was well-performed. Um, I think it's like 15 hours, but I blew through it pretty quickly. Um, so I'd highly recommend Clyde Manestra. Uh, and then my other green light of this week is uh, Aurora by David Kep I think is his name. And this was, I don't know how I came across this, but um, Aurora is, uh, it's the story of uh, these characters, well, some characters in Aurora, Illinois, and um, there's a solar storm that knocks out the power of basically the entire world and it initiates the apocalypse and it's how all these characters have to, uh, deal with the apocalypse. So it's, I think sometimes when you get apocalypse adjacent, the story can get a little like, uh, overly serious or overly like the, the, the real villains or like the, the humans, you know, this isn't yeah. that it's, it's really, um, it really focuses on the, uh, uh, primary relationships of each of the characters that they lay out kind of at the beginning uh, of the story, which most uh, fiction stories do. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, they lay out the character <laughs> stories. Um, but it's uh, it's uh, it's kind of gentle. It's kind of funny. This is not like overly serious and this is not prestige literature, but it's... I really fell in love with the premise and along the way, I really uh, got interested and invested in all the character storylines and how they went about telling it and kind of um, merging or unmerging uh, the stories. And I did see that it is... I don't know... The status on this, but uh, Catherine Bigelow is supposed to adapt it into a movie. I don't know if it's on Netflix or somewhere else.
1: I'm so excited!
0: Yeah, and I think the storytelling it lends it's it lends itself to uh, it being a really compelling uh, feature or, or some kind of movie. So um, I highly recommend if you want. Like I listened to an audiobook. Blew through it in like a day and a half, I think. So if you want a really compelling kind of propulsive story, easy premise, uh, decent character interactions, I think you'll really enjoy Aurora by okay. David Camp. I'm going to have to check that out. Um, all right. That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And before you go, remember any time you do any shopping on Amazon, make sure go to Amazon.com shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase your affiliate link. for your favorite item purchased using that link this week was, Jamie, this is uh, a Loma Linda plant-based Big Franks.
1: Okay. So these are hot dogs that are uh vegetarian so you can get a 12 pack for 72 dollars that that's, that's very expensive that's, all, that's very expensive and so these are made this is my favorite i read the ingredients and they're made from textured vegetable protein okay. corn oil, oil water and Torula yeast now here's the problem michelle hardy gave it one star because it actually has like a high like 4.4 stars thousands of ratings but Michelle did not like it. She wrote, I'm not happy that it's listed as plant-based. Wow. And this is what Michelle had to say. Plant-based is for people who don't want to use animal products for health or environment. If it's not vegan, it's not plant-based. Oops, oops, if they ever find a plant-based milk, you'll be onto something. <laughs> Michelle, I hate to break it to you, but there's 18,000 plant-based milk. They cracked that code, okay. Michelle. They cracked that code. And then she said, because I saw plant-based, I bought nearly $80 worth it. knowing we liked it then i was devastated when i saw it was taken from animals it's not it's not uh leave them alone already and going hard hard i know it's in the ingredients but they're in fine print which hurts to read i'm old i honestly feel like y'all don't know the difference between plant-based and vegetarian and you're trying to interfere with my ethics
0: and that hurts michelle saying that she's old was the most redundant part of that review you know we got it
1: (laughs) All right, you guys, don't forget that Friday, July 7th is the absolute last day. No exceptions for you to be able to order 10 years of podcast merch. You can go to noxandjamie.com slash live or go to the link in the show notes and snag you a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, a pin pack, or all three. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jamie B. Golden.
0: I'm Nox McCoy. You find me on socials at Nox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.
1: Bye, guys.